Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Minate the negative latch on to the affirmative don't mess with Mr. In Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum, have faith. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. To illustrate my last remark, Jonah in the whale, Miller in the eye. What did they do just when everything looked so dark? Man, they said we'd better accent to ate the positive, eliminate the negative, latch on to the affirmative, don't mess with this in between. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness challenges and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute. And today, our show topic is Understanding the Language of Money. I thought that this would be a really great topic for today because um, every major area of life has a language. Uh, There is a language of relationships, um, there is a language of spirituality the language of business, every profession has its own uh, language or terminology. There's the language of life, which is probably the most important language. But today, I want us to focus on the language of money. Because once we understand, uh, once we understand the language, once we understand uh, how to play the game or the rules of the game, um, then we can begin to, to play it. So um, grab a pencil and paper and, um, you know, feel free to to write down um, some of the information that we're going to go over today because we are going to go over a lot of terms. How knowledgeable are you about the language of money? Do you know the difference between a need versus a want? Can you define a tangible value versus an intangible value? What about fixed versus flexible expenses? Well, today we're going to explore money terminology. Now, um, it's important to understand your values and where they are in your list of priorities. Let's talk about what are values. Values are beliefs that individuals or groups of people 
feel strongly about, either for or against something. And these beliefs guide our behavior. For example, my belief may be I don't like people who wear yellow hats. People tend to associate and hang out or hang around people with like beliefs. Now, with this in mind, I probably have friends that don't like people who wear yellow hats. And when I'm around people who wear yellow hats, my behavior is probably less than friendly. So that's an example of a value. Now, values are not necessarily logical or factual. They're based on how we feel and how we judge our situations and our circumstances. So let's talk about tangible values. There are two different types of well there are two different types of values that we're going to talk about today. And the first is tangible values. Now, tangible values, these are values that we can see with our eye, um, and we hold these values um, in importance. Um, And we often take these values for granted. Some examples of tangible values are um, the houses we live in, the apartments or houses that we live in, the cars that we drive or the cars that we want to have, um, jewelry, appliances like uh, TV, computers, cell phones, um, you know, even stoves and refrigerators. You know, sometimes we want the latest and the, the latest, greatest um, appliances and gadgets that, that are out. Um, you know, we put value to these items. So those, those, that's, those are just a few examples of, of uh, tangible values. Uh, what are some tangible values that, that you can think of? Let's um, talk about intangible values. Intangible values, these are values that you cannot see with your eyes, but you know they exist, and you hold what we hold significance. Um, These values hold significance in our lives. So a few examples are faith, knowledge, health, love, friendship. You know, all of these different values, we, we cannot see them with our eyes, but we know they exist because we experience these values um, on a regular basis. Are your values in alignment with your behaviors? Hmm. It's said that you can tell what a person values by watching where and what they spend their time and money on. So let's talk about money. What, what is money? Money is a tool used to barter goods and services. We exchange paper bills for goods and services on a regular basis. You know, I go to the store or we go to the store and we purchase, um, you know, groceries and for the amount of groceries that we uh, want, you know, we spend X amount of money to receive them. Or um, if my washing machine or my stove breaks, I call a repair person and we barter that 
they will come and fix this item for me for this amount of money. So we're exchanging, um, you know, goods and services, exchanging dollar or bills, um, you know, all the time. I've heard now. I've heard it said also that money is a reward that you receive when you help someone solve a problem. So um, it's often when we, when we aren't um, making the type of money that we feel we should, we have to evaluate our situations and, and ask ourselves, what type of problems are we solving? You know, are we solving the right type of problems? Plumbers get paid a certain amount of money to solve plumbing problems. Our doctors get paid a certain amount of money to solve medical problems or, do- or problems that doctors solve. Um, you know, telephone technicians get paid a certain amount of money to fix phones. Um, what problems are, are we solving? Okay. So let's kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about triggers. You know, what is a what is a trigger? Triggers are impulses that we react to that cause us to spend money that we hadn't planned on spending. Some examples of triggers are um, vending machines. Um, say at our place of employment, if every day we go to the vending machine and we spend a dollar on a pop, or on a candy bar, that's $5 a week, um, $20 for the month, uh, you know, $120 for the year. And if we look at it in those terms, if I know that I like um, pop, then, you know, maybe I'll find a a wiser way. Maybe I can um, purchase pop in, in bulk. Um, you know, from a store um, and spend half of the money that I would spend uh, in that vending machine. Cigarettes are another spending leak. Fast food, entertainment, and often shopping can be a spending leak. Um, I've heard um, people say, don't go to the grocery store hungry. You know, because um, sure enough, you'll see things that you really don't want, but because you're hungry, they look appealing. So we shop differently um, when we have a list, um, and we shop differently when we're when we're not hungry and we go into the um, into the grocery store. So shopping can be a, a trigger as well. Spending leaks is another uh, term, an, another terminology, money terminology that uh, is important for us to know. And spending leaks are often people, places, and things that take a considerable amount of time, energy, and or money that we had not that we had not budgeted for. So, some examples of spending leaks can can be partying. I plan to go to the party, but I. I budgeted for the party, but I didn't budget for the shoes I was going to buy. I didn't really budget for the dress I was going to buy. Didn't budget for the parking I was going to have to pay for. Mm, you know, didn't budget for the extra drinks that I was going to be, you know, purchasing. Um, so partying um, can, can be an example of a spending leak. Um, coffee shops. 
um, going to uh, different coffee shops um, and, and, and spending money for the experience um, can often be a spending leak. Uh, let's see, gambling, lottery can be a spending leak. Um being around people who drain us of our energy um, can be a spending leak um, because when I'm drained of my energy, I'm not at my best um, to do the things that I do on a regular basis. Often um, going places um, or people can be a spending leak also when uh, we spend more time around them um, than we budgeted for. So an example of that can be on the job. I am uh, working on a project or, you know, we're working on a project on the job and uh, someone comes into our office and they don't really want anything in particular. And we take 20 minutes out of our day or a half hour or even 40 minutes out of our day um, to chat, um, you know, with this individual. And now, you know, here's time that I, you know, could have been spending on this project and, um, you know, it's been wasted on um, on chatter. Or, um, you know, I may have planned to uh, go to a family member's home to drop off an item uh, with the intention of just dropping something off and, you know, knowing that in a half hour, or 40 minutes, there was another engagement that I needed to be at. And, um, you know, before I know it, I, I've gone to this, uh, you know, to this, uh, you know, member's home. And before I know it, I've spent more time there than I anticipated spending. And it's thrown me off my, uh, off my schedule. So if we're not aware, um, again, people, places, and things can take a considerable amount of time, energy, and or money that we had not budgeted for. And, um, and that is the example of uh, spending leap. Needs versus wants. Needs are those things necessary for our day-to-day survival. Without them, we will die or our day-to-day activities will be negatively impacted. Some examples of needs are food. Um, I need food in order to sustain my body. And without it, um, you know, my body will deteriorate without food and water. Um, We need shelter. Without having shelter, um, to protect our body from the elements um, where we, you know, from whatever climate we live in, over time, um, our bodies will um, be negatively affected, and um, you know, it, it will it will cause death. Clothing, we need clothing again to protect us from the elements of the weather conditions wherever we may be located. And for some people, medication is necessary. Um, you know, there are some people who have medical conditions that without, you know, taking that medicine on a regular basis, um, it will deteriorate um, their health and, um, you know, will cause death or will negatively, um, in, you know, impact that individual. So that's a need, definition of need. Wants. Wants are those things that are not necessary but desirable for our day-to-day comfort. Now, um, 
we want food, we want shelter, we want clothing, electronics, cosmetics, accessories. So the list gets a little bit bigger. This really gets a lot bigger when we, when we begin to talk about wants. Um, but there were some items that were the same um, in the list of needs um, as in the wants list. And the difference is that um, we need food, but what we eat um, is determined by our income. We need shelter. But where we live, um, again, is determined by our our income, um, and that's the same with clothing. It's okay to have wants. It's good to have wants. The problem comes when um, when our income is saying that um, we should buy chicken, and our desire is saying. I want shrimp instead. Or when um, our budget is saying, you know, maybe we should um, buy, uh, you know, that pair of pants um, at uh, at a store, you know, at a uh, thrift store. But our desire is saying, I want name brand. And... Um, our income is not really supporting the choices that we're making, and it's causing a negative impact on our budget. So that's when, um, you know, that's when uh, wants, when we don't understand the difference between a need versus a want, and we psych ourselves into believing that some of the items that we are purchasing are wants, and the truth or the reality is that these items, or when we we really need certain items, but we're psyching ourselves to believe that um, um, we, I said that wrong. The problem becomes when there are items that we really want, like I, I want to have shrimp, I want to live in a really um, fancy area, um, I want name brand clothing, but um, my income is saying, you know, that I need to do something a little bit different, um, but I'm justifying my wants or we justify our wants um, saying that they're needs when they're really not. That That's when we run into into problems. And so um, it's important to understand uh, the terminology and, and to understand the difference. The next um, definition that we're going to talk about is uh, luxury luxury expenses. And a luxury expense are extra expenses that we choose to purchase, such as cell phones, cable, television, uh, jewelry, vacations. And, um, you know, if and when we can afford luxury items, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Um, but it's important to know that um, I don't need a cell phone. I won't die you know, without a cell phone. And, and cable, it sure does help my life to be uh, more desirable. But without it, it will not cause a, a negative impact that will cause death. Um, so really important to understand the difference between our needs versus our wants. And and um, 
important to understand that a lot of times we spend money on luxury expenses that we take for granted, and we don't even recognize um, a lot of the items that we're purchasing as luxury items. So let's move on. Um, Let's move on and talk about fixed versus flexible expenses. Fixed expenses are bills that need to be paid and usually around the same time of the month, and typically they are the same amount of money each month. So an example of a fixed expense are daycare, rent or mortgage, insurance. Um, The first of the month, I know my rent is due. I know how much it costs. Um, Daycare, every week or every two weeks or once a month, um, I know that I'm going to pay, you know, X amount of dollars for my child or for my children um, being in daycare. Um, So these are expenses that don't change from month to month. You know, we know that we have um, a car note. Um, is another example of a fixed expense. Um, every month, at a certain time of the month, I'm going to owe this much on the car until it's paid off. Flexible expenses um, are bills that usually get paid each month in amounts that often vary based on how much we spend. So a few examples of flexible expenses are credit cards, Utility bills. Um, a credit card, I'm, I'm charged um, a monthly fee based on how often I use that credit card. Um, I may be paying $30 a month uh, on that credit card bill, but as soon as I go make another purchase on it, um, how much, you know, I'm going to be charged more because, you know, that's an additional expense that I put on that card. And with utility bills, uh, my electric bill or my gas bill um, is going to vary. The amount is going to vary based on how much usage, how much I'm using it for that uh, for that month or that previous month. So those are flexible expenses. Another uh, flexible expense are groceries. When we go to the grocery store, we don't spend the same amount of money um, each time. Each time we go into the store, um, the amount that we are charged is based on what we need at that time. So that's another example of flexible expenses. And once we begin to understand the language of money and, and we learn how to apply the language of money uh, to, our, to our needs, we increase our self-worth which is um, the the uh, confidence that we have in ourselves and and the satisfaction that we have in ourselves, um, you know, knowing and understanding that we can feel confident and competent um, about our our spending or or our money, we increase our self responsibility, which is um, our ability to be accountable for our actions. Um, which is a a type of maturity, Um, you know, we we increase. Also, we increase our self-determination, which is our ability to recognize that uh, we are in control of our own fate or our own free will and that uh, life is not happening to us, but, um, you know, we we have some some bit of control over um, 
you know, over what's going on in our lives. Now, I want to talk a little bit about about spirituality because um, spirituality does go hand in hand with money and understanding money, understanding money, understanding how to create money and, and, and understanding often how to use money um, appropriately, but uh, it's uh, an area that's not talked about a lot um, as it relates to money. So what is spirituality? Spirituality, um, it is a, a sacredness that uh, is created by each and every one of us. Um, think about the word sacredness and and uh, what what words come to your mind when you hear the word when you hear that word, for many of us, um, sacredness, um, uh, the words that come to us are, are calmness or, or peace, um, happiness, um, being at ease, um, or a special space, having a special space, something that, that holds a space that... Um, you know that is special when we are experiencing these feelings um is when we are in our own um authenticity when we are experiencing calmness peace happiness a feeling of being at ease those are the times that we are most um in in our authentic self and that's so important because when it comes to money, we often make decisions and choices not necessarily based on um, our authenticity, uh, what we feel like is best for us, but often our choices are made um, based on listening to being influenced by peers, um, being influenced by advertisements, um, you know, we're often influenced. Um, our uh, advertisers um, spend big, big money mm, uh, with um, appealing to our emotions um, in order to get us to spend money on on their products, and, and they do a really good job of it. Um, but when we can understand more about the language of money and when we can understand more about our spirituality and, and our authenticity, then we have more control over um, over our spending um, as well as over the choices that we make around our money. So spirituality, our spirituality has to do with our relationship with with ourselves, and and with the and uh, and with our relationship um, with the God within us and within our heart. Now, um, when we talk about spirituality, um, it's also having a sensitivity to, or a concern with non-material, non-material values. So um, when we talk about non-material values, we're talking about those um, those values that we cannot see, uh, you know, like um, relationships and uh, friendship and 
faith and, and knowledge. Um, uh, you know, spirituality is, is really being in tune with um, with those values, with those uh, intangible, intangible values, those values that we cannot see. And um, it's important to know that spirit, spirituality is about the condition of, of, our, of our hearts. Um, and when our hearts are, are open, um, we're more mindful of um, how we interact, not only with ourselves, but with others and with our money, how we interact with our finances. So spirituality is the condition of our hearts. Prosperity or personal wealth is about our thoughts, our ideas, our dreams, our goals, and and how we turn those uh, thoughts, ideas, dreams, and goals into money. So if my, you know, if my uh, spirituality um, is not, uh, you know, is not as developed as it should be. Um, you know, more than likely it can have a bearing on, you know, my thought process uh, and my ability to um, create money based on my authenticity, which is, you know, based on my, my gifts, my skills, my talents, um, you know, those type of things. Becoming wise, proficient, and competent about money is a learned behavior. So, you know, we shouldn't think that, um, you know, we should know these things. Um, it, it takes time, and it, it, it takes a lot of uh, knowledge to um, to become wise and proficient about learning about money and terminology. It requires an ability to think critically and reflectively about our beliefs and our actions. And coaching it, it teaches us how to dig into our authenticity. It teaches us not to be afraid to march to the beat of our own drummer because of the fear uh, that we have um, when we feel like um, people won't accept us for who we are. Um, and so the question that I want to offer uh, to offer is, what are you choosing to focus on? What are you choosing to focus on? And today, take the time to learn the language of money. So um, I hope that this lesson, um, you know, I hope that this lesson uh, was helpful and beneficial for you. Um, I know that uh, money is an area, it's a taboo area, it's an area that we don't talk about, but the more we learn about uh, the terminology of money, the more proficient that we'll be and the more proficient we'll be in not only the area of money, but in all areas of our life. So with that, um, I'm going to uh, bring this edition of Positively Affirmative to a Close, and we want to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions.
I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, where we teach women how to create shifts in their work-life balance so they can become the directors of their own life stories. Is your life story one you would love to see improve? If yes, email us for a complimentary 30-minute coaching session and learn how you can edit your life story. We can be reached at kjones at prosperitylifecoach.com. And join us every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. All right, everybody, abundant blessings. The music didn't play and I don't know why.